Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's Journey. Escape your everyday life and experience the world through the lens of June Parker and search for hidden clues and uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Engage your observation skills to quickly uncover key pieces of information that lead to chapters of mystery, danger, and romance. Where will each new chapter take you? Days are long and life is hectic. There's nothing more relaxing than shutting off my brain and playing a round of June's journey. I will take it all, the glamorous culture of the 1920s, scandalous family secrets, and explore and even build my own vivid sceneries. I love to let my imagination run wild when decorating my island estate. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free on iOS and Android. Friday, you guys feeling it? Feeling empowered today? Trying to get you guys up and running with that song from 1988. Uh, many of you might remember from the movie Working Girl. Carly Simon's Let the River Run. We're playing it because of the rain in Los Angeles. You get the joke here? Everybody, let the river run. A lot of rivers running through the streets of Los Angeles. Maybe you've seen some of the videos. Ellen DeGeneres standing in front of the roaring rivers in Montecito. But I want you gals and, and guys, everybody out there, I want you to feel empowered by this. I want you to take off your Reeboks. Remember, that was a big thing when this movie came out. It was... You wear Reebok sneakers on the train to New York City, and you take those off and put on your your pumps or whatever, Ooh. you know. Or Easy Spirits, I believe, were the ones you could play basketball in. And oh, nice. Looks like a pump feels like a sneaker, I believe, was the catchphrase of those. And um, that was a big thing. Long Island Railroad, in Reeboks, walk to your bill. Then you put on your shoes to get into the office to impress the boss or whatever. I don't know. But that was a big deal in Working Girl, a movie that could not be made these days. 1988, I believe it was. I have it up here. It's a romantic comedy. Great movie. Harrison Ford, Sigourney Weaver, Melanie Griffith, of course, as the star, Working Girl. And basically the entire plot of the movie is the fact that uh, Melanie Griffith is a secretary mm-hmm. in, an, in an office building. And uh, she has she has good ideas, and basically everything is like you you can't have good ideas. You're a woman, more or less. That's the the plot of the movie. Mm-hmm. Sigourney Weaver plays a very powerful woman in it, but a lot of it is just like you believe this w- pretty woman can actually think. Yeah. And um, anyway, good movie. I don't know if it holds up, but at the time, different time. Several reasons why I couldn't make it today. I'm re- I'm reading through the cast of the movie. And I had forgotten 
Um, here's the cast. Of course, Harrison Ford's a Gwynny Weaver. Joan Cusack was huge in the 80s. You put jo- Joan Cusack was always the friend. You know, Joan Cusack came in. She was the, she was the bumbling friend. Like, wait a minute. She stole your idea. So Gwynny Weaver steals Melanie Griffith's idea. Okay. Oh, and then okay. says it's her own and she moves up the ranks and whatever. Anyway, so Joan Cusack would always play the friend in every movie in the 80s. Mm-hmm. The friend who says, you got to go in there and tell her. Okay. Then Alec Baldwin. Oh. oh, already got some problems here. Alec mm-hmm. Baldwin. Okay. Alec Baldwin played the boyfriend of Melanie Griffith. This is back when Alec Baldwin was just like a handsome. He was a supporting actor. Put him in. He'd get the job done. He would play like the, the dumb boyfriend a lot. Oh, okay. uh, married to the mob. I think he played the dumb boyfriend. He was good at playing the dumb boyfriend. Still does it now. <laughs> now he's the dumb husband who begs his wife for a million followers on Instagram. Um, Kevin Spacey is in this movie. Yep. That's you can't do that anymore. Yeah, you can only make this movie in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Or Romania, wherever oh, yeah. he's making. Movies. And then, of course, Oliver Platt, another guy who was like in every movie in the eighties and nineties. Oliver Platt, still going. I think he's still out there. But that is Working Girl, 1988. We started off with uh, a little something from Carly Simon. The soundtrack, Let the River Run. Get the joke. Anyway, speaking of movies, let's start it off. Last night, here in Los Angeles, the glitz and glamour capital of the world, Mm -hmm. we had the Golden Globe Awards. Ladies and gentlemen... The Golden Globe Awards. I know this is probably the first time you guys are hearing about it because nobody <laughs> knew it was on. I am I am into this shit, and I didn't know it was on. I let, like I turned on the TV last night about eight o'clock, and I was like, "Wait a minute, this is the Golden Globes?" And like the real Golden, this is not like a repeat of last year, whatever. No, it's the real Golden Globes on CBS or NBC or whatever it was on ABC, and. So I'm like, all right, I'll sit down and watch this for cover to cover. Give me something to talk about. Mm-hmm. Now, listen, we all have talked about it on this podcast a million times. You guys know. I see people are upset about it already on online. Of course, the Facebooks. This is why nobody watches award shows because of the woke. Everyone's woke, woke, woke. Back and people love this woke word. This is the new buzzword woke mm-hmm. you're woke and maybe it was woke i don't know no more woke than any other of the all award of shows than Everything ho- yeah, hollywood, hollywood does hollywood's woke people and the people who are i see the people on facebook that are saying this was terrible what the hell were you doing watching it in the first place like who who would sit down and watch the golden gloves if you were if you weren't looking for woke yeah anyway i believe the some of the wokeness they're talking about is the host was a was Gerard Jared, however you pronounce Gerard. Gerard. I like Gerard. He's a he's a friend of mine, kind of. I do a lot of shows with him at Comedy and Magic Club. At least I used to, so I know him. Mm-hmm. Was he the right choice for the Golden Globes to host? Fuck no. Nope. And he's a good comedian. He's a good comedian when you want to watch somebody sit on a stool in two hundred seater intimate crowd. And he just kind of rambles on about the day, which is the kind of comedy I like mm-hmm. when I'm watching a comedian in a 200 seat improv on a Thursday night. I'd like to watch Gerard Carmichael sit there and just pontificate about life. Yeah, that's good. When you're looking to, for somebody to open the Golden Globe Awards, which mm-hmm. 
already award shows are down and out. The ratings have never been worse for any of them. Oscars, Golden Globes, these are supposed to be the two big ones. Yeah. The Oscars and the Golden Globes, these are the big ones. And the ratings will be, I could just, I could tell you already now, they will be abysmal. If they, probably the worst ever mm -hmm. because of several reasons. Because the host is Gerard Carmichael, who, now listen, I know him, Alex knows him, and maybe some of you know him. But for the most part, nobody knows who Gerard Carmichael no. is. Nobody. And that's not nothing against Gerard. He's a good guy and a good comedian. But he's not in movies. Not not that I know. I mean, a few short, sure, small parts. But he's certainly not Kevin Hart or, uh, or you know, Jamie Foxx or anything like that. And he comes out. And I don't know if you guys watched it. You probably didn't. But I'll give you a bit of a wrap-up. He comes out and he's, first of all, just strangely enough, he's going very low-key. Which, that's his style. Yeah. He's kind of a low-key comedian. He doesn't even sit on a stool. He brings a chair on stage. Well, and, and he didn't have a chair, but he did sit down. Yeah. He sat on, like, the steps of the whatever, I forget, with Dorothy Chandler Pavilion, wherever they had it last night. And he sat on the steps, and he's just like, so let's talk about how I got here. And I'm like, wait a minute. Is he, this is a one-man show? I mean, what is this? The fucking, what is he, Garrison Keeler? For those of you who listen to Lake Wobegon days. But I mean, that's what it started to feel like. And I think the audience was like, I don't know who this is. Why is he being so low-key? And then, right off the bat, George Floyd. Something George Floyd. Now, I know what he was going for. I'll just say this. He was, he was saying... Last year, the Golden Globes, they didn't do the Golden Globes. They were canceled because the Golden Globes, which is the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, mm -hmm. which is a fake thing. It's yeah. fake. It's, there is no Hollywood. Hollywood Foreign Press is fake. It's made up and it's fake. And it's, it's, I don't, there's no other way to say it than it's fake. It's just They don't this, do anything. Yep. They're not putting in roads. The Hollywood <laughs> Foreign Press Association doesn't make movies. Uh -uh. It's fake. It's fake to do Golden Globes. This is what it's here for. But I guess they, they had a, a nominating committee in the Hollywood Foreign Press, and the nominating committee consisted of no black people. Yeah. Which is, I guess, no surprise, because it's the Hollywood Foreign Press, and the, if you looked at the movies that were nominated, you could tell there was no black people, you know? Mm -hmm. But anyway, they got in trouble for that. There's no black people on the nominating committee, so then they're like, oh, shit. And then the George Floyd thing went down, so they're like, we got to cancel. I mean, how these things... Or even connected is beyond yeah. me. They're like, George Floyd was killed in Minneapolis, so let's cancel the Golden Globes. Yes. Oh, okay. I get the connection. Okay. None of it makes any sense. But Hollywood, you know, we love, we, I say we, because I'm a part of the community. Let's face it. Whether I love it or not, I'm a part of the community. Mm -hmm. I live in the Valley, but I've driven through Hollywood several times. Used to work at a Sizzler. On the corner of Hollywood Boulevard, Alex. Ooh. You, you've heard what? of it? Western. Oh, that's not a good area. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? You should have saw it when I was working there. Uh, I think I'm, it's, I'm home got a, shopping At least they there. got a Ross dress for less there now. I know. Um, yeah, but back in the day when I was there serving cheese toast to the uh, to the homeless people, it was, uh, it was rough. But anyway, let's not go down that road. Let's stick to the Golden Globe Awards. So the Hollywood Foreign Press. So I guess they didn't have it last year. I had even forgotten that until mm. Gerard Carmichael brought it up. Yeah. And he said last year they didn't do it because of the George Floyd situation. And he said, let's talk a little bit about George Floyd. And of course, I just right off the bat, it's just like, okay, listen, 
I, the George Floyd thing was horrible. I've spoken about it on this podcast. If you want to go back and listen, I've given you my opinions on it. It was a horrible, I, I fucking, everything about it was awful. And, but I mean, a time and a place. Mm-hmm. Like, let's, we're tuning into the Golden Globes to have a good time here. We're going to celebrate dumb movies that nobody's seen. And that's what we're going to do. Like, to just put, the, I get it. So now the woke people, I understand what they're saying. Here we go. I can't even sit down and watch Gerard Carmichael talk about 10 movies I've never seen mm-hmm. and without him, Brandon George. Okay. I mean, I could literally see the people in the audience because you could see the, the big star. Like Brad Pitt's there. Yeah. Brad Pitt's there for a movie called Babylon, which I believe seven people went to see. Uh, I hear it's terrible. Really? I hear it's terrible. <laughs> I hear I, from from a friend of mine who sees every movie, and he's uh, his name's Patrick Moore. He's a Kansas City guy, and once a comedian. Now he, but he's a great guy and a really good kind of TV movie critic. Mm-hmm. And I follow him on Instagram, and he does really good kind of movie reviews. And uh, he hated it, like worst movie of the year. Really, and I've heard from other people the same thing. Um, but anyway. It's got, you know, it's got star, big stars. Thank mm-hmm. God. It's got Pitt. It's got the, who's that a cute, or the pretty Australian girl who's in everything. She's going to be playing Barbie. Margot Robbie. Oh, yeah. She's there. Front row. She's huge. Big stars. Okay. And I can just see their faces. They're like, I don't even know who this guy is. Like, what is this guy talking about? And why is he so low key? And he's doing a, a gag that I'm, I don't really get. Mm-hmm. He's doing a gag that is. It's like a running gag that he's doing throughout the entire show where he keeps coming out. Because, you know, the host comes out in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Then they, they don't do much after that. Host comes out in the beginning. Then they come out every few awards and just do a little wrap-up. So every time he comes out, he goes, calm down, everybody. Calm down. Calm down. Just take the energy down. This is what he keeps doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't get the bit. Like, I don't know what's going on here. I don't get it. Is the audience laughing while he's saying this? Yeah, I mean okay. they they're laughing to be supportive. Yeah, I okay. think. I mean, so it's supposed to be a bit though. I think so. Yeah, I okay. believe I believe it was. It was hard to figure out, but I think by the third time he did it, I think it was. I assumed it was a bit. Yeah, I didn't. Whatever. He was the wrong choice to host. Listen, say what you want about like a Ricky Gervais, but just give it to him every time. I know he probably doesn't want to do it anymore, but at least. He kind of appeals to all the people who want want Hollywood to be ribbed, yeah. Which is what kind of we everybody wants that. Mm-hmm. But then if you know, oh, he was too mean. Oh, shut up and fucking take it for a couple hours. You're you're gonna do fine. Go back to your giant house. Tom Hanks can take take a little ribbing mm-hmm. for an hour and a half from from Ricky Gervais. Yeah, he's <clears> doing fine. Anyway, it was just. And then it was like another story that I see is all over the news now, which, you know, they're trying to make something out of the Golden Globes. So it's the two stories I read this morning were the woke people are very upset. No, the people are very upset that, that it was too woke. That it was too woke. I don't know anybody who's even watched. Yeah. The other thing is, I guess he made, at one point, he comes out. Now, I, from what I remember, I totally had forgotten this too. Tom Cruise, I believe last year, when the Hollywood Foreign Press Association got in trouble for not having any black people on their voting board, Tom Cruise gave back all his Golden Globes. Yes, I remember that. Yes, I I do vaguely remember that. Tom Cruise said, I don't want these. I guess he had three. Mm -hmm. And he said, take them back. 
And I don't know if he really has to like go to a UPS store, yeah. you know, with the three in a box. And say, where, where are these going to? They're going to the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. <laughs> Do you have the address? I, I googled. Here it is. And you know, he's, he, I don't think he's standing online at FedEx no. to mail them back. I don't know what you, how they actually go back, but I get what he was trying to do. Look like a good guy. I don't need these. Blah, mm. blah, blah. So anyway, now Gerard Carmichael comes out with the three Golden Globes, and this is the joke. And I get, it was a decent joke. And he says, I found the Golden Globes that Tom Cruise <laughs> mailed back. They're back backstage, whatever. That's right there bit. was kind of a good bit. Yeah. So I, I got, they could have done more with the bit. Yeah. Would have been funny. Then he goes... Now can you find the missing Shelly Miscavige? Now, okay. And ooh, the audience, ooh. That's ooh. Scientology. Yes, yes. exactly, Alex. Okay. okay, so for those of you who don't know, and most of you do, just a quick backstory on all this. Now, the fact that I even have to explain the backstory here shows that this joke it was does not work. Yeah. Because, uh, once again, time and a place. Like, what? We're going to bring up the missing Shelly Miscavige? And I don't know if Tom Cruise has anything to do with that. Mm-hmm. Should, should he speak on it? Okay, yeah. maybe. Who the fuck knows or cares? A Top Gun was a good movie. I don't give a fuck what religion this guy does. Like, it's always so weird to me that mm-hmm. people can't. Like, I don't know. I don't know what the religion anybody is. I don't. Sh- listen, Scientology's fucked up. But aren't they all in a weird way? And listen. Okay, so Shelly Miscavige, I guess, is the husband of the man who runs mm. it. Scientology Miscavige or whatever. David, I think it's David, David, yeah, David Miscavige. Yeah. However you pronounce it. And it, they haven't seen the woman Miscavige? in years. Yeah, yeah Miscavige. Yeah, yeah. They haven't seen the woman in years, which is very strange. It is a, listen, it's a bizarre story. But the whole thing's bizarre. And, you know, who is she dead? Is she being held captive? I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. But... For him to come out and do some joke, like, I get, and he seemed like he was being serious. Like, let's seriously find this woman. Tom Cruise, you need to find her. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, what? And it came at the end when, you know, there, would, there had been some nice speeches. Like, some people had won and made pretty nice speeches. So that was kind of good. I mean, otherwise, I was watching it. And once again, I'm into this stuff. I like, I hadn't seen a lot of these movies and, you know, to a fault. I, I'm a movie guy, but I don't know if movies are just terrible right now or I'm going to blame movies. I yeah, really am. I, I agree I, I with think, that. I think in a way they're terrible. And I shouldn't say that because I didn't see any of them. Maybe they are good. I, I, I'll get around to watching some of them. Some of them I seem interested in. But some of them I'm like, I don't know. I think you're fucking this up. You can blame, you know, you could blame COVID or, or, or the people don't come out anymore or big screen TVs or the internet or Netflix. True. All probably does yeah. hurt, but also you're making fucking shit right now. Mm-hmm. Real shit. Like real shit. Like even Jurassic Park, the, the latest one, like was a fucking terrible movie. Yeah. People came out, they came, they people went chance. to the theaters, they gave it a chance and you made a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to continue to make shit movies or superhero movies and that's it like just doubling down on superhero movies which are okay some of them Mm -hmm. but if that's all you're going to do then you fucked yourself yeah you you can't blame me i don't go to the movies as much as i used to because i used to see something every friday every friday yeah like clockwork on friday i would go to the movies 
and I could find something that I liked. Hmm. Yeah, maybe some weeks were better than others, but for the most part, I was like, that was a decent movie, shit movie, whatever. But it was something. I don't, I mean, now, I, I, I can't, can't find even anything. Na- I can't even name what's been in theaters lately that I've actually wanted to see. It's Me, just not. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. So it's kind and of. And at a hundred bucks to go, why, why that, go? All that, you all know, of it. We've talked about it. Anyway, yeah, so. So that's the Golden Globe. Well, now, what do you have like the list of winners and losers? Uh, I'll find and, you a list of winners. Now, there was a kind of a nice moment, and you'll probably, it's been all over the, the, um, I have that too. Instagrams and stuff. Now, I didn't realize it was the same guy. Now, now, the name of the movie is Everything Everywhere All at Once, I think. Okay. Now, listen, I've tried to get through this movie on a plane five different times, and it's, it's probably great. I don't know. For whatever reason, I can't seem to get past the first half hour. It seems it's an it's a kind of a, a, a intricate plot. I think they're superheroes or something. They have superpowers, but they run anyway. It's an Asian Asian cast. Uh, who else is in it? So it's, it's the girl it's, that won. Uh, yeah, she won. They all won. Everybody mm-hmm. won from that movie. Anyway, the guy wins, and it turns out he's the kid from. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Yeah. Short round, I believe his name was. Yeah. He was also in Goonies, that kid. He had a, you know, he was a bit, of, he had a big, nice career going mm-hmm. when he was seven. Or nine. Kwan. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, nobody's seen the guy in 35 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I didn't even put two and two together. I watched the movie, half of it at least, and I didn't realize that was the kid. But anyway, there was a nice moment. He wins for this movie. Mm-hmm. Best supporting actor. Best supporting actor. And now I know the Golden Globes breaks it up into several categories. The best supporting actor in a, in a comedy, musical, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or so. so he wins. And he makes kind of a nice speech. Okay, so we have a little bit of it. We'll, we'll let it play because it's good. It's good. Everyone's happy that he won. Yeah, very emotional. Because it, now let me tell you, stop for a second. Wow. Let me tell you why they're happy. Because the whiteies in the audience are happy because an Asian guy, they're like, well, we got it. We got to be real happy. Asian mm-hmm. guy won. Asian guy won for an Asian movie. So we got to overly clap. Like you can't, you can't cut the Brad Pitt. He's like, Shh, fuck this. Yeah. You know? So everybody's got to really amp it up. Okay. So now let's hear some more from him. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I was raised to never forget where I came from and to always remember who gave me my first opportunity. I am so happy to see Steven Spielberg here tonight. Okay, Steven Spielberg was there. He won for his movie and uh, he directed Indiana Jones' Uh, Temple of Doom. So mm -hmm. that's the connection there. Okay, go on. When I started my career as a child actor in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, I felt... I felt so very lucky to have been chosen. As I grew older, I started to wonder if that was it, if, if that was just luck. For so I know many what you mean. years, I, know what he means. I, I mean, was yeah. afraid that I had nothing more to offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get it. That no matter what I did, I would, I would never surpass what I achieved as a kid. Thankfully, more than 30 years later. See? Mm. This is a nice you moment. Okay, me. now let me just say this for a moment like this. This is what you want at the Golden Globes. You mm. want a guy like this who gets up there. He's not scripted. He's not... For anybody who's ever going to win an award, 
what especially these are people who've been in the business a long time and they they're all like they're they're in quality movies so the chance of them winning an award are pretty good mm-hmm. everybody who gets up and wins the fact that they're still pulling out these fucking notes to just thank some agents is so infuriating to me it's just like can you just do what this guy did yeah. make a bit of a heart's felt it's been a long road, blah, blah, blah. I'm happy to be, like, make it good instead of, I'd like to thank Stu Schwartzman, Baba Bloobly, Baba Bloobly. Like, yeah. nobody gives a fuck about your, the sixth agent at the agency that you live. Like, forget it all. Just do it. Thank them the day you get nominated. Hey, I got nominated for Jimmy Fuckfucks. There's an outside chance I might win. Thanks for getting it for me. I'm not going to mention it on stage because I'm going to try and do what this guy does. Yeah. And have a nice moment. moment. Yes. Have a nice moment and be real. He did it. Mike White, the guy who directed uh, or created uh, um, the one on HBO. The White Lotus. That's it. Yeah. White Lotus. He had a great speech. You know, it's just like he was funny. Now, to the people who play the music to get people off, I get it. We got to move things along. Yeah. But I don't, they got to have a guy who says, I don't know if it's director or the the, the, the conductor of the orchestra or whomever, mm-hmm. but th- they got to have somebody who knows, wait a minute, we're having a moment here. Let's not stop playing yet. Yeah. This is going to be, this is going to be the thing that goes on YouTube and people watch like this guy's speech and Mike White's speech and uh, Jennifer Coolidge made a really good speech. Like, you got to let them go a little longer. If some idiot's just sitting there reading off fucking 15 names of agents and producers and whoever, nobody gives a fuck, then that's, play them off right away. Mm-hmm. So the moment they pull out a piece of paper, play them off. Yeah. But when you start getting a guy like this, like, let them go. Because mm-hmm. we might get, we might have something here. And or we might have something disastrous, which is equally fun. Exactly. Like this, when when you remember years ago, Cuba Gooding Jr. Mm -hmm. started going wild and thanking him. And it became, you know, people still talk about it. Yeah. Like it because he was just kept going and music was playing like you need to let them go. If you start seeing we got a moment here, Mm -hmm. let let this happen. Anyway, I thought it was very good. A little more. We'll play a little more. Why not? Hey, remember that kid. And they gave me an opportunity to try again. There you go. It's a nice moment. I don't know. Even the even the most uh, angry, uh, you know, Fox News person who thinks it was a woke, whatever, has to think that was a nice moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think now people will go watch this movie because of it. Everyone who's not rooting for this guy. Yeah. You know, now you want now because he won this and he made it such a nice piece. He'll get five other roles from that. Make a couple of bucks. I don't know if the guy had any money, you know? I mean, who knows what he made in Goonies and in Temple of Doom? Probably nothing. Yeah. So anyway, it's not, that was a nice moment. Like I said, Mike White made a pretty good speech, but he's a funny guy. He knows what he's doing. Jennifer Coolidge was great, of course. She's been around a long time. She can handle it. You know what? How about she fucking hosts next year? I'm not kidding when I say that either. Jennifer Coolidge should host. She's off the wall. She's wacky. She'll fucking have some fun. She's not going to be sitting down going, let me tell you how I got here. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, oh, whatever. <laughs> anyway, so Eddie Murphy. I have a real quick. I do have early numbers for you. If you oh, wow. I mean, Thanks, Alex, for getting that. They're down from two years ago. Okay. But they're, uh, they're, what they're looking at now is 5.3 million total. Yeah, but I mean, for an award show, that's terrible. That's terrible. Numbers. Yeah, that's I mean, two numbers. years ago, it was about six point. More people listen to me on Juicy Scoop on Tuesday. <laughs> Honestly, than, yes. and that's pretty much just the truth. Yeah. So anyway, 
Uh, yeah, that's bad numbers for, for an award show. But everything, you know, network television is just down all over. So mm-hmm. anyway, all in all, I mean, I was kind of watching it going, I don't know. I just need, they got to, they got to cut it down. Everything needs, I talked about, we were talking about something last week that needs to be cut down. Oh, the ad, the New Year's Eve rocking New Year's yeah. Dick Clark. Like no more three hour bullshit. Nobody's got three hours anymore. Yeah. And we're all, we're all, listen, I'm not happy about it either, but everybody's attention span has been lessened because of a, a million things. Mm-hmm. TikTok, everything. It's, the world's moving quicker. I don't care how entertaining or cute you think you are, Hollywood, and how good looking and you look good in this outfit and you look good in that outfit. We, nobody wants three hours of anybody. I don't give a fuck if it's Brad Pitt or Margot Robbie or whomever. Mm-hmm. Stop it. Cut this shit down to and let's have some fun. Yeah. And just quick and cute and everybody and look good and get up there. And and then, of course, we had. Uh, oh, he made a good speech, too. The guy who won, he won the uh, Carol Burnett Award. Ryan Murphy also made a good speech, but once again, now I'm I'm just speaking from regular Joe watching, okay? Not me. Ryan Murphy makes speech, and he made a very gay, heavy speech. Okay. Ryan Murphy's a gay man. Ryan Murphy does great shows. I mean, Ryan Murphy does some good and some bad. You know, American Horror Stories, Ryan Murphy. Glee was Ryan Murphy. And now he's Netflix, does, you know, all those shows on Netflix. Dahmer was Ryan Murphy. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he does some good stuff. Anyway, he won, you know, like kind of a Lifetime Achievement Award, Carol Burnett Award. And he made a pretty good speech, but it, he, he, he tied it all into like these gay actors who were in the audience. Niecy Nash, mm. who I love. Who doesn't love Niecy Nash? She's in Dahmer. She's also, I, know, I remember from the days of Reno 911, and I love Niecy Nash. Everybody does. Anyway, I didn't realize she's gay. I guess she went gay. We heard about it 25 times during this award show. <laughs> Niecy Nash turned gay, and then she gets up and she won, and now I turned gay, and... So there was a lot of people were turning gay. I think during the during the yeah. show, it was three hours. That's so. how you win a quick award. That's how you get a shout out. <laughs> I, I think I need to turn gay. I think I'd you be. Do. I'd probably be nominated four times next year if mm-hmm. I just turned gay. And uh, you know, I don't have far to go. I, I'm. I mean, I, I'm halfway there. I love Broadway and and interior design. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm almost there. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that was so Nisi Nash and a couple of other people. And then he was given the award by Billy Porter. Now, Billy Porter is someone we bring up on this podcast a lot. Billy Porter is a very talented man. I actually saw him in Kinky Boots on Broadway, and the fucking guy is amazing on Broadway. But now he's a bit of a, he's like a red carpet staple. Mm -hmm. I don't really know. Outside of like, I mean, I guess he's in movies and stuff too. He's he's getting a lot of work uh, because I believe he's just a red carpet staple. Now he and he, of course he always has to top himself on the red carpet and come with some out big outfit, uh, some crazy, yeah, some crazy. And I think at this point it must just be like, you know, for the for the, like the 
people doing the E entertainment red carpet and stuff. Like, oh, here comes oh, this here fucking, here comes Billy Porter in his giant yeah. dress, yeah. you know, nine people holding his train. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, fuck. And he can't make it up this step. Like, there's never a day Billy Porter goes, oh, you know what? Fuck it. It's too heavy. I, 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 can't, I can't get in the back of the car. Yeah. Has anyone just got a pair of pants? Mm-hmm. Do we got a pair of sensible dockers that I, like, that would be, <laughs> that'd be the best. Next Billy, next award show. Billy Porter shows up in a white button-up shirt, Oxford, you know, from the Gap, and some Dockers, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and, and he goes, "Only seven people are going to watch this anyway." And, and then people are like, "What is this?" And he goes, "This is a new, the hottest new outfit. It's called white, g- dumb white man, or something. Uh, yeah. You know, he's got Skechers on. Like, let's have some fun, Billy Porter. We got it. You like to wear big flowing gowns." So he gets up in his big, and he gives out the award. But Ryan Murphy made a nice speech. But I could just see, like, the middle America. I'm not just going to say middle America, everywhere. Just seething at the, just the, the gayness of it. Like, this is why it was woke. Ryan Murphy's a gay man. Like, this is what they're in. Yeah. Woke means, in the end, <laughs> the term woke means it was, I'm racist, and this was they were talking about black people. That's mm-hmm. what woke me. I'm not gay, and they were talking about gay. That's woke. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what it means in the end? If they're talking about shit, I don't want to hear. Yeah. Because otherwise, I mean, is there really woke? If you don't, if you don't like it, just turn it off. I mean, you could you find sub- what yeah, you want. Yeah. If you subscribe to all that, you're like, I don't see what. Yeah. It's just a lot of good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Anyway. I mean, it was it was another award show. Let's get off it because. But anyway, congratulations to the winner. Eddie Murphy won. Yeah. For he had Cecil B. Demented when he was given her like lifetime achievement. And mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy deserves every lifetime achievement award. He deserves them all. Eddie Murphy is Eddie Murphy. He just made, I mean, for me, a Long Island guy who I mean, Eddie Murphy was God to us back in, the, you know, when he was a comedian mm-hmm. coming out of Long Island, Saturday Night Live, then on to, I mean, out of the gate, out of the, has anyone had a, that many good movies in a row out of the gate? 48 Hours, Beverly Hills Cop, on and on, Trading Places. I'll keep going. Uh, then he had a kind of almost a second career with like uh, Hercules, Hercules. Yeah. What was that movie? Uh, uh, yeah. uh, Naughty, Professor. Naughty Professor. I mean, just a ton. Almost I could like go family on. movies yeah, after that. Yeah, yeah. He did, and it's just great. I mean, he always love Eddie Murphy. But Eddie Murphy's also a guy who I think kind of keeps to himself now. He's got 10 kids. He's he's. I've actually met some of his children and I think the guy's done a real good job of raising his children. Like, yeah. they're all really sweet, smart kids. And that's something to be said for that. For yeah, that's guys harder. like Eddie Murphy. Yeah. And uh, so I think he, he that's kind of what he focuses on now is his, you know, normal life. Mm-hmm. And he kind of says that in his speech. And here's what happens to an Eddie Murphy type when you're that guy. When you just probably don't, you don't have your ear to the track as much as you used to. Eddie Murphy that gets up and does this whole thing. And he'd give the speech. And then he does a he does a Will Smith joke. Oh. At that he like closes the speech with a Will Smith joke. Okay. Timely. I know. That was the thing. It's like Eddie Murphy doesn't know that that was everybody's done that. You know, mm-hmm. we've all done the Will Smith jokes. Yeah. It's been a year that we, we got it. Like we, we need more out of Eddie Murphy than a Will Smith joke. Mm-hmm. Keep your name out of Will Smith's wife's name. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. It's just like, oh no. Not from you, Eddie. That's, You're too good for this. Yeah. This is this is my feature act in uh, Oklahoma City does that joke. Yes. Not you. Not you. Yeah. So 
anyway, that's the situation. All in all, interesting show. Hope you watched. Yeah, man, you guys are into that kind of thing. So there you go. That's a cover to cover wrap up of the Golden Globes. How did we do? We did good. Thank you, Alex. On to some other breaking news. M&M's. Okay. You familiar with them? I've we had, love them over here yeah. on, on Cover to Cover. We feel like we, we talk about M&M's quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan. I like an M&M. I feel like I'm a little M&M'd out because for some reason uh, I'd gotten a lot of them. Yeah. People, after shows, people give them to me, which is great because a lot of times I go back to my hotel room and you know I'll see, the oh, M&M's. Got them. I'll eat them. Love them. People get, there was some people gave me like bags of every flavor and a big bag, like a jumbo bag. And I still, I'm still digging in. I'm down to like chocolate brownie one, you know, not my favorite, but I'll dig in. And so the other ones are all gone. And then of course, Halloween, my daughter got a thousand bags of little bags of M&Ms. And we still have the Halloween candy like lying around in a bowl. (laughs) Like, we're, it's still there. Yeah. I mean, what are we going to do with it? Throw it away? I guess kind of we should have, but we didn't. So I'm digging into that every now and again. So I'm M&M'd out. But anyway, M&M's has announced that they will now be releasing an all-women bag of M&M's. Mm-hmm. All, an all-female bag of M&M's. You know, and now you guys are probably saying to yourself, wait a minute. M&M's are, um, are uh, male and female? Yeah. Yeah. You didn't know that, you idiots? You didn't know? Yeah. They're they're not just candy. Mm-mm. There's a male one and there's a female one. Now, M&M's has been in the news f- for quite a few reasons. Of course, we remember the green M&M. That was a big story a few years ago. We were doing cover to cover. So yeah. We covered the story extensively here mm-hmm. on cover to cover where they unsexed up yeah. the green M&M's. They were slut shaming her. Yeah. They, she was a little slutty. And they were And people were like, enough is enough. Get these uh, these pumps off her she used to like in the commercial she'd be rolling around in bed enticing yeah. like the other m&ms like the yellow one and the, and the and the red one she'd be enticing them like come on in here and come up and see me sometime you know a bit of a may west vibe to her for those of you who know who that is and uh, and then they said enough we're not we're not going to make her slutty anymore we're going to put sneakers on her and make her fun mm-hmm. so th- there was that story and people were upset about it they were like no we liked our we liked her slutty. Yeah. And, you know, there are morons in the world who get upset when their M&Ms are no longer slutty. Well, you call me a moron, Chris, but I'm upset by it. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize you were upset. Sorry, Alex. I, did. I don't that, like how I did not mean to M&Ms make that getting- <laughs> Oh, anyway, here you go, everybody. Mars has announced the release of its first ever all-female packs of M&Ms. The candy company said the packages celebrate women everywhere who are flipping the status quo. Yep. I love it. That's, once, that's like working girl. That what we talked about earlier. Yeah, let the river Mar, Mars says the limited edition M&M's pack will feature its female characters. Now, did you know these are the female characters? Green, of course. We yep. discussed her. Purple. She's wearing green's wearing sneakers these days. Oh, she, she's in sneakers. Yeah, yeah, that's what we. Yeah, sensible sneakers. Uh huh. And purple, who has recently um, been introduced. We yes, talked about when they introduced one. purple, and then brown. Brown. Brown has always been. She's fun. Yeah. Uh, and an inspirational packaging. The packs will be the first united representation of the female trio spokes candies. <laughs> what, the, what? What the fuck is happening here? <laughs> uh, according to Mars. The M&M packs will begin. This is, here's what's happening over at M&M's Mars, okay? The ship is going. Yeah. The ship is going fine. 
M&M's is probably, I don't know, if it's not the number one selling candy of all time, it's pretty close. Yeah. It's M&M's is going to be M&M's. They're going to have, they're going to kill it all during the year. Movie, the, every concession stand, every, remember when Blockbuster video towards the end, Blockbuster video was like just when they were just about to nail up the the, the boards on the windows. Calling it quits. They, at that point, they were just selling M and M's. Remember, it just became kind of like a candy store yeah. with like three yellow and and three blue balloons out front. Mm-hmm. They're like, we got nothing left here. Yeah. Go blow up those balloons. Maybe we could push a few M and M's because yeah. we're not doing we got we're not doing tapes anymore no. or, or CDs. We got it's a copy over. of Amadeus DVD. on VHS. <laughs> And we have got, got a couple of C. Thomas Howell movies yes, left, and that's the end that's of it. it. And some M and M's. So that was basically what it became. Everybody's got M and M's. There's M and M's everywhere. Every store on the way out. I mean, you go to FedEx, you know, to mail a package. They got well, a little thing of M and M's. Yeah. There. So who's ever pushing M and you're doing fine, everybody. The M and M salesmen are getting their shit in every store, mm-hmm. and I think people they love. Everybody loves M and M's, and then during the holidays, we're gonna we got Christmas M and M's, we got Halloween M and M's, the red and green packs. There we you get, go. Yeah. So now we're doing we're killing the it candy again. canes. Yep. So M M&M and M Mars, they're killing it over there. So these CEOs and the people working there, are like fuck, man, we are. I feel like we're we're gonna be fired because we're we're, we're doing so good. There's nothing for us to do. And then somebody goes, oh, I'll figure something out. I'm not fucking losing this job. I love this. I get all the M&Ms I, I want yeah. for free, make it pretty good money. And uh, so then they come up with the, let's take the, the the hot shoes off the green one. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. Good. Let's introduce another color. What color? Uh, Purple? Purple. Yeah. Okay. Make her a woman. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, most people would be fired for even thinking of making a candy. Like, listen, there's other candies out there that are good. Mm-hmm. Reese's. Yeah. We love Reese's, all the peanut butter cups. You don't see them going, that, do you like that peanut butter cup? Yeah, that's a woman peanut yeah. butter cup. What? Yeah, that's a w- female one. And the other one? What's that one? It's a fucking man. That's a man. And what's that one? That's a transgender. <laughs> yeah. What? Peanut yes. butter on the outside, chocolate <laughs> on the inside. Anyway, so, yeah, they're just all, they're just candy. Well, you hear what they're doing <clears throat> next? Yeah. People are going to be outraged. They're putting the heels from the green M&M on the dopey yellow guy. No. <laughs> they're going to do it. Alex, I, I swear to God, you should go over to M&M Mars because you just, that's a great fucking idea. <laughs> I just love the fact he is a little dopey, yeah. the yellow guy. He yeah. doesn't even, yeah, because I just remember the commercial. He is like Santa Claus. And he's like, who? Yeah, he doesn't know Santa. Yeah. Anyway, he is dopey. <laughs> you nailed it. Anyway, the MM packs will begin being released in January ahead of International Women's Day. So there you go, gals. I mean, you're all out there complaining. You don't get it paid enough. You know, you're paid the same as men. It's not a it's, it's a man's world. Well, you know what? Look at this. Mm-hmm. You've congratulations, ladies. You got a package. Of M and M's in your honor, and so there's something. It's Stop complaining. The status quo. Yes. So, and let's see what what else we could talk about. Mars has also said the public can nominate women who are flipping the status status quo. Yeah. Oh, you can nominate women flipping the status quo. I would if I knew what the fuck that meant. Oh, oh so here, it was a share size. It's going to be a share size. Here's a peanut one. I see the packaging. I love a share size. Mm-hmm. I don't share it. Fuck that. No, that's a solo pack. And because they're flipping the status quo, the packaging is upside down. The women yeah. are upside down. That's cool. Um, okay, and uh, a little bit about 
Here you go. The M&M brand is on a mission to use the power of fun to create purposeful connections as we work to create a world where everyone feels like they belong, said Gabrielle Wesley, chief marketing officer. She's the one that's fucked. Yeah. She's just killing it over there. She's like, we I'm want coming our, up with the stupidest ideas yeah. and they're buying it. We want our spokes candy to represent Women everyone. all over the world are flipping how they define success and happiness while challenging the status quo. So we're thrilled to be able to recognize and celebrate them. Uh, and who better to help us on this mission than our powerhouse spokes candies? Of course, who better? Yeah. Not not a real thing. Who better than green, brown, and purple? Listen. All right, everybody. Well, there you go. That's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Let me just say this. To the, this goes out to the 99 cent store, Dollar General, and Dollar Tree. To the workers of those stores. Be on heightened alert because you got a couple of crates of female <laughs> M&Ms coming your way <laughs> in about March. I'm going to say around yeah. March, April, you got a you got a shitload of female M&Ms. You just got you clear off the Lady Gaga Oreos off that one shelf. <laughs> they're still there. Get them out yep. because here comes Lady Gaga M&Ms are coming your way in March. Yes. For ninety nine cents. So there you go. Congratulations, ladies. Go ahead, Alex. What I was going to say? say, for the first time at the 99 cents store, it's the real flavors this time. It's going to be the real flavors. Congrats. Yes, You're going you're gonna to get the good ones. You get, uh, the 90, that's another place. It's full of M&Ms. Yeah. You get all the M&Ms you, get you the want. The brownie there. batter still going there. Yeah, they, they, got, got, they got brownie batter there. Okay. Time for some sad news, everybody. It's time for some sad news for 2023. Okay. <clears throat> We're in it. It's the 10th, 11th, 12th day of 2023. We're, it's, it's time. We're in it now. Get your shit together. Nostradamus. Everybody knows Nostradamus. Mm-hmm. We all kind of have heard the name. I guess Nostradamus was a 16th century French seer who made a name for himself by writing a collection of mysterious quatrains that some say quatrons, as how do you, some say hold the key to predicting the future, dubbed Les Prophetis. This book is chock full of 942 poetic verses written in a secret code that has people worldwide scratching their heads. Some believe that these quatrains, am I pronouncing that correctly? I don't uh, know. Hold the key to unlocking the mysteries of history <laughs> and can help predict everything from wars, natural disasters, the rise and fall of leaders. Okay, that's Nostradamus. So he's, a, he's from the 16th century. He's a French person. Anyway, mm. these are Nostra, Nostradamus's predictions for 2023. Somehow, in the 16th century, this guy can figure out what was ready for number one. Figure out, yeah. These are the top five. Nostradamus's prediction of 2033. Let me just tell you guys right now, it's not great. Number one, M&Ms will release a fem- <laughs> no, That's not true. Uh, number one, uh, the Golden Globes will make a horrible decision by having Gerard Carmichael host that's not true either. Even everybody. he could see that. Resignation of Pope Francis. Pope Francis will resign. That's number one. Pope Francis could be stepping down in the next few months, according to Nostradamus. Okay, sure. Okay. Maybe that's, he's an old man. That could happen. Number two, I think they should have led with this one. This, this is one that I think you probably should lead with. A nuclear explosion yeah. <laughs> will worsen the climate. Get ready, get ready for a world of hurt, everybody. That's how they open this article. According to Nostradamus, the explosion of a nuclear bomb could have devastating consequences for the planet, especially in terms of climate change. Not only will it cause mass depopulation in many countries, particularly in Europe. Oh, that's fine. 
Oh, we're, we're cool here, though? Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, I don't care about those Europeans. I don't even think you listen to this podcast. No. As long as Americans, these, these people who listen to the podcast are going to be fine, go ahead and blow up Europe. What the hell do I care? But it could also lead to a bizarre weather patterns. Oh, I don't want that. Nope. According to prophecy, for 40 years, oh, you ready for this, everybody? For 40 years, a rainbow will not appear. I don't know. I haven't seen a rainbow forever. Yeah. I can't think of the last we one. We might be two years into that yeah. one. <laughs> and then for the next 40 years, so 80 years in total, a rainbow will f- be there every day. That sounds nice. That sounds when does that happen? Delightful. That would be delight. So every day you walk out, there's a rainbow? That's The dry land will become drier. Great floods will occur. That's already happening. Uh, number three, Nostradamus says there'll be a mission to Mars. Okay. Okay. By 2029, he says people... Number four, oh, it's all bad news. There'll be a huge financial crisis. Okay. Wow. Okay. And number five. Now, this one is scary. And I don't know how he saw this from the 16th century, but he did. This is number five, and I'm going to read it exactly how it's written. Hybrid human monkey soldiers are going to be created in a laboratory and take over the world. Nostradamus said that? Nostradamus said that, Alex. Don't you dare question what a quest- 16th century French seer said. Yeah. Yes. One day, Nostradamus sat down and said, in 2023, I think they're going to make a hybrid of monkeys and man mm-hmm. and turn them into soldiers. This yeah. is Planet of the Apes shit. The world will be a very different place. Advances in genetic engineering will lead to the creation of hybrid human monkey soldiers. Uh-huh. Created in secret laboratories around the globe. Oh, no. People Uh are going to believe this shit. These soldiers will be stronger, faster, and more agile than their human counterparts. Wow. Well, monkeys are. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And will be designed to fight in the most brutal and dangerous of conflicts. Now, wait a minute. you got to hurry up with this shit. This is... We're already two weeks into 2033, and I haven't seen a monkey monkey man soldier yet. No. And and I don't... I mean, we we got to hurry up. These monkey man soldiers. The existence of these soldiers will be closely guarded secret. Well, not anymore. Uh, cover to cover just blew the lid off. Yeah. It. Imagine if it really happened. Like the first people to report on this was the podcast called Cover to Cover. What did they do before that? They talked about M&Ms for 25 minutes and then they talked about some <laughs> monkey soldiers. Um, I'll say it's a top secret. Known only to a select few, the highest level of government. But as years go on, rumors will begin to spread about the existence of these hybrid soldiers, and people will begin to demand answers. By rumors beginning to spread, that means on Facebook, weirdos will be talking about yeah. the governments working on monkey-human soldiers. When the truth is finally revealed, are you staying with me, Alex? Yeah. It will send shockwaves worldwide. What? Yes. You know what I saw today at Target? What? A monkey-human Soldier, you got to be kidding me. I heard about this on cover to cover like a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. It was top secret until that son of a bitch is over at cover to cover, blew the lid off, and now they're roaming <laughs> to the, the, whole, the halls of Target. Yeah. But if they were just going to battle people, yeah, it turns out there wasn't enough wars going on and there wasn't enough fighting. So now they're just. They've actually they're just, just been arguing with each other on social media. <laughs> <laughs> now they just, yeah. Now they just sit on Facebook and. Argue about the Golden Bitch Globes. about the Golden Globes. Yeah. Oh, man. So this, uh, the governments that had created the hybrid soldiers will be accused of playing God, and it will be calls uh, to end using these soldiers in warfare. Ultimately, it will be decided that the hybrid soldiers 
are going to be decommissioned. Here you go. Yep. Now you got thousands of monkey human soldiers out of work. Mm -hmm. What are they going to do now? Then they start looking for real jobs, yeah. you know? And it's like, um, what what are your credentials? <laughs> oh, my credentials, see? Yeah. He starts out as a monkey, then he goes into regular. Then speed. he becomes a man. Yeah, so yeah. he does both. Yeah, I could uh, pretty good with my <laughs> hands. Okay. I can, uh, listen, if anything breaks out in here, and I've seen some fights on, mm. you know, I watch... Uh, world star hip-hop is yeah, that the yeah i watch world star hip-hop i see what's going on in waffle houses you want me to come to your waffle house and take care of some shit mm -hmm. i could do it because i'm i've tried i'm gonna do this right i'm, I'm trained i'm, I'm trained tra to be a soldier i'm deadly yeah i'm deadly yeah so if something goes down in a I'll be able to cancel. Okay, it. that okay. sounds nice. Uh, can you. I ask you what do you? Th what's your five-year plan? Five-year plan. Yeah. Wow, I didn't expect that. <laughs> now I just sound like I have a stutter. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, my five-year plan is listen. I'm gonna eat bananas. Okay. Um, I'm gonna, you know, do do the best I can to stay out of trouble. You know? All right. Um. I got this, you know, I'm hairy on half my body. Half my body's hairy. I got... Uh, so you want to do something about that in the next yeah, five years? Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do about that. Because okay. I'm I'm kind of weird to look at, you know, because I'm half. Anyway, well, I was made in a lab, in a very secret lab, to be a soldier. And now I'm I'm at, I'm working at Lowe's. And you know what I heard about? <laughs> <laughs> so it's all just true. Well, but I can... perfect. I put a refrigerator on my back, no problem. Uh Damage has been done. The world will never be the same again. Okay, there you go, everybody. Those are the predictions for this, 2023. This from Nostradamus guy was pretty So be weird. careful. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be, it doesn't sound like 2023 is going to be great. Mm -mm. But here is a good, now finally some good news. According to, um, this is a good way to, five simple ways. Now this is something, whether you're a monkey man, soldier, or mm. or anybody out there. These are five simple ways to be a better friend, according to experts at Harvard. Yeah. This is in Psychology Today. Scientists have discovered the secret to happiness. Did you know what it is, Alex? Secret to happiness? I don't. Close relationships with other people. Wow. Yeah. These relationships can benefit your emotional well-being and even help you live longer. Here are five tips on how to get closer to the people in your life from romantic partners to friends. Okay. Who doesn't need this type of information? I think this is pretty good. Okay. So are you ready? Five ways to have closer, meaningful relationships with friends. Okay, number one, talk about what you're struggling with wherever you are in life. Talk about your struggles with your friends. Um, I have a lot of good friends. I recommend don't do that. Yeah. I don't want to hear it. I mean, but, you know, that just could be me. How do you feel about that? Uh, I don't like it. I mean, I think friends are... you. you Let's talk about the stuff better than the struggles. I'm hanging out with friends. I'll call my mom for the struggles. Here's a person who says, uh, I, I'm never going to complain about my health, uh, but now I feel like I complain about my health to my friends, and it, it, it's, it relieves my stress. Yeah. I don't want to hear about it. Listen, I, mean, I have some friends, but I don't want to hear about their... You know, I, got, I have some people in my life, I wouldn't call them friends, who mm -hmm. are always talking about their different problems they're yeah. having. And... uh Listen, if I want to hear a bunch of people talking about their ailments, I'll go to Thanksgiving at my at the Frangiola house. It's just a bunch <laughs> of 73-year-old people talking about goiters. 
number learn about learn about the people. Ask questions. Learn about your friends. You know, ask. Uh, spend some time giving others your undivided attention. Okay. I try. I really do. But if you're, if I'm going to give you my undivided attention, you have to be. You got to keep my. You got to keep my attention. Yeah. You know. I think I'm. I'm. I'm a good listener. I could be better, mm-hmm. probably, but you know we can all be better. But give me undivided attention. Um, reflect on which relationships you'd like to foster. I agree with that one. You know, like I like yeah. this guy, but I think once you get to a certain age, I've talked about this before many times. Once you get to a certain age, I feel like you don't make friends anymore. No. You know what I mean? Because it just becomes strange that all of a sudden you'd be like, at a certain age, you're like, hey, I'd love to grab a drink sometime. Like I'm trying uh, to nurture our friendship to the next. Le- yeah, it's weird. I think the only people I'm going to be making friends with the next couple of years is the uh, monkey soldiers, mm-hmm. you know, because they get, they're all new to the world. They don't yeah. know anybody. And I'll, you just, next thing you know, you see me sitting at a bar, six, seven monkey soldiers and me, and they don't know, they don't know this article. They no. probably didn't even know how to turn on a podcast. They don't know these tips. So there I am just sitting there fucking yapping the whole time. They're not asking questions. They're not listening because all they're thinking about is war. Because they've been raised. Yeah. That's what? all they yeah. they were designed for that. <laughs> Make connections happen in small ways every day with your friends. Yeah. Just connection. I don't do I don't I grew up in a world where don't you don't bother people. Don't bother people. That's what my father drilled in our heads as young people. Just don't bother anybody. Well maybe what we should call them and see how they're doing. Christopher, you don't. Don't, nobody, don't bother people. Yeah. Especially don't bother people at work, he always said. They're working. Everybody, like, if you, you want to do anything <laughs> in the daytime yeah. to anybody, you know, you don't call people in the daytime. You don't bother people at work. They're working. These are working people. They're, they're not, they don't talk to people at work. So that, then it was that. Do not talk to anyone between nine and five. Yeah. Then you're like, all right, I'll call them at seven. Then it was like, you don't call people at se- supper time. This is, this, is the, this is the ungodly hour. You don't know <laughs> if our phone rang in the house at 8 p.m., mm. who's calling the house at this ungodly hour? So that then, so there was a very small window yeah. when he could actually talk to people. Like Saturday it from, morning. It was from 6 to, to 5 to 6, and that was it. Yeah. And then, of course, it was like, don't bother anybody not wor- at work. Or in the evening, just don't bother people. Nobody wants to be bothered. So I was brought up that way, and I and I stick to it. Like I'm I'm moving to the new house, mm-hmm. and I'm hauling shit out of here. I'm, I got most of this house moved already, and I, we didn't, we had the movers are coming, but most of the stuff is. I don't know what the movers going to do because I took everything. Yeah. I'm taking washing machines out by myself. Wow. And my nice. wife, my wife's like, why don't you call somebody? I'm like, call somebody. I'm not going to bother anybody. No. I'll carry this thing on my back. I just can't wait for the day, according to Nostradamus, when I can get a monkey soldier to help me carry this goddamn dryer. <laughs> well, they're all. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Anyway, there you go. There's another episode of Cover to Cover. We gave you a lot in this episode. Mm-hmm. We gave you Golden Globe coverage. We gave you predictions for 2023. Not going to be great. We gave you Eminem news. And so much more. I actually call them feminems. Oh. That's what I call them now. Alex, I think this is the second <laughs> great. I mean, I, what are you doing wasting your time on this cover to cover podcast? You should be over at M&M's mm-hmm. just killing it. 
Feminems, Alex uh, coined, and uh, we're going to call the CEO and see if we can get <laughs> Alex a couple to... of bucks for that one. Yeah. Uh, all right. What do we got to get out of here? Right? I think fun. Yeah. Anything? Let's get out of here on a little bit of Eminem. Whoa. Does anyone I get remember it. this guy? I mean, I mean, listen, I will just, uh, hype myself up for shows. Yeah. Of course, play, you know, mom spaghetti. Oh, yeah. Lose yourself. Lose yourself. And then, of course, it'll lead into playlist of Eminem on Spotify. Yeah. And I'm always into it. Once it gets pretty good. Yeah. This was a good one. This was a good one. It we is amazing. forget. It is amazing to me how long ago this was. Yeah. It, I mean, in some ways, it feels like yesterday. And it's like, it's like 20 years ago. 2000, 22. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 22 years 22 ago. 22 years ago. I mean, that's wild. This shit goes fast, everybody. His so, first LP came out in 99. That's amazing. Wow. I mean, I still feel like he's new to music, but he's in like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yeah. now, and it's wild. And now he's like, he's, he's putting way too much dye in his beard. Oh, I have seen One of those guys with a very dark beard, and you know, we know it's not that color. Yeah. Anyway, this is why you need to make connections with friends, like this article said, you know, because time moves fast. Talk to people. Don't listen to my father. Talk to people during the day. Call them. Hey, what's going on? Just checking in. Yeah. You know who checks in with me? Nicely. Every now and again. This is uh, my friend Josh Wolf, comedian Josh Wolf. Every six months, I'll get a text. Just checking in. What's up? And I, of course, write, everything's cool. How about you? He writes back, cool. That's the end of it. Like, But according to this article, I'm supposed to tell him what's really up. Like, yeah. I'm, uh... Back's hurting. Yeah. You know, like, could you imagine if I was that person? Like, when you ask somebody, how you doing? You don't really want to know how they're doing. No. But sometimes they'll tell you. know, there are people like, out there who tell you. Well, I've got corns and calluses. Yeah, exactly. No. I don't need that. Don't share your ailments with people. So, Herman last night. <laughs> What's up in Herman's yeah, world? He, he didn't, he, I don't think he's uh, hearing or seeing very well anymore because it was dark. But again, it gets dark early. It was only like 6.30 and I was out in the street. And um, I don't know if he's caught wind of the fact that I'm moving and maybe he's angry at me. Mm-hmm. But I, wa- I said, Herman. And I waved to him. And I I never, you know, make the first move with yeah. Herman because I don't want him coming over telling me that, the, you know, that basically he's like, no, shit, he's no shit, He just told yeah. me, you know, you know, it's coming. Monkey soldiers. And I'm yeah. like, I got it. You know? So he's got a book I don't want to hear. Yeah. I don't want to hear all this horrible stuff that's coming. But last night I, I decided to make a make an effort, and he looked like directly at me. Now I'm across the street, and it's not that big a street, and he made just like no, I don't think he saw me. Yeah, he's 87, and I don't think he's seen well in the dark. But it doesn't stop him from driving a big truck. So he got out of the truck, which I don't think he sees the hand in front of his face. Mm. And then I said, Herman, Herman, and I don't think he's hearing anymore either. So and he just walked inside. Walked in. And then he, he has a, he has like a plate of food all the time, but it's not like from a restaurant. Like it's not like to go food from a restaurant. It's like somebody in the neighborhood must make him food. A plate, like a plate, and he's always holding. And it, that's what he had. He had a plate of like food, and he takes it into the house. And I wow. believe there's someone in the neighborhood who cooks for him. That's nice. And he just takes it on a hot plate back to the house. So I think he maybe he was just wanting to get his into the house and. You know, read one of his his Nostradamus predictions. Oh, God. I wonder how he feels about the uh, feminine Eminem. 
<laughs> He's not going to be happy about no, this at all. It's going to be uh, riled up. All right, everybody. Well, there you go. We made it through another episode. Thank you all. Come. Frangiola.fun has all the dates. Oklahoma City is the next big one. Of course, I'll be with Fortune Feimster in uh, El Paso, Midland, Texas, and Albuquerque, New Mexico at the end of January. Then in February, I got Brea, California. Nice. Brea Improv in Brea, California. And I have Oklahoma City Bricktown Comedy Club in Oklahoma City. Frangiola.fun has everything. I'm adding so many more dates. I just, I got Seattle coming, everybody. Been a while. Seattle. Mm -hmm. And so many more. More to come. Frangiola.fun. I'm on Juicy Scoop. Go listen to that. What else? I think we, we wrapped That's it all it. up. Thank you for being cover to cover Hit listeners. Patreon. We love it. Patreon. We got a Patreon if you want more. We deliver a lot of Patreons, a lot of fun stuff over there. And we're coming in 2023. New studio, new everything. We're excited about it. If the world doesn't end, according to Notre Dame, mm -hmm. it could be a nuclear explosion. But we're going to try. Thank you. Bye-bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.